0: Hi, and welcome to the Midlife Feast, the podcast for women who are hungry for more in this season of life. I'm your host, Dr. Jen Puber. huber Come to my table, listen and learn from me, trusted guest experts in women's health, and interviews with women just like you. Each episode brings to the table juicy conversations designed to help you feast on midlife. Have you ever thought, is this perimenopause or am I going crazy? If so, then this is the episode for you. Today I'm talking about the hormone soup of midlife. I like food, I'm a foodie, and I love a good analogy. So today's episode is all about walking you through the hormone changes that happen as we enter this stage of midlife called perimenopause and then menopause. And I'm doing this for a reason because I want to lay the foundation for the rest of this season. Because my guest experts are going to be talking about things like why we feel so disconnected from ourselves and why it's so hard to deal with our changing body or why we feel burnout and why so many women are burning out in midlife. And also just about hormones in general and hormone therapy and what we need to know about them. So, And I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. So when I'm going to be talking about this hormone soup today, I'm mainly talking about estrogen and progesterone. We're going to come back to the other hormones another day, but today is mainly about those two hormones and how they start to shift in midlife and change our midlife soup. Whenever I'm talking about the stages of midlife and perimenopause, I like to use the term ages and stages. Because, like with kids, there really are landmarks that we can look for that help us to figure out where we're at in this hormone journey. But first, let me describe a little bit more about why I talk about hormones as hormone soup and this stage of life as being a changing hormone soup of midlife. For most of our reproductive life, we have a predictable cycle. Assuming you have a regular cycle, you spend a couple of weeks where estrogen is on the rise, matures the egg, and then a couple of weeks where progesterone is higher than estrogen, and then the cycle starts all over again. So the ingredients are predictable, estrogen and progesterone, along with a few other players, and the results are predictable. You ovulate regularly, and you have a period regularly. And so even if you have symptoms related to that, whether it's PMS, whether it's breast tenderness, whether it's cramping, you can landmark where you are in your cycle, usually based on how you're feeling. But what happens in midlife is that the ingredients not only change, sometimes they're backordered, sometimes temporarily, sometimes permanently. And so now this predictable hormone soup that you made most months for most of your reproductive life has changed. Sometimes it cooks really quickly. Sometimes it takes too long to cook and it affects everything not just how the soup looks and tastes, but even whether we enjoy it as much. And so the same is true with our hormones, that as we go through these ages and stages, we feel differently. We don't just look different. And so I think that understanding that every cell in our body experiences these changes, not just our uterus, can be helpful in developing a bit of compassion for why it feels like everything is changing. So let's go over those ages and stages. Pre-menopause is everything from puberty to perimenopause. So for most women, this is going to be from 11, 12, or 13 until their late 30s, early 40s. This is the period of time when you are in your peak reproductive years. You're having a cycle regularly and things are pretty predictable. And for the most part, you don't have any big surprises when it comes to your period anymore. But as you enter perimenopause, things can start to go a little sideways. For some women, this will start in their early 40s, mid 40s, and will last four to five years on average. But for some women, it can start earlier as early as 35, although that isn't typical. But it can also last for up to a decade. So unlike pregnancy, which is nine months, this can be an entire decade of our life where we're not making predictable hormone soup anymore. And as a result, we sometimes feel like we don't know ourselves. So what happens in perimenopause is that we start to run out of Quote, good eggs. There are still enough eggs to have a regular cycle, but you're not starting each month with the same amount of follicles that grow the eggs, and the follicles aren't quite as young and vibrant, let's say, as they used to be. So what happens is that you have ovaries that sputter, and as a result, you have an unpredictable amount of estrogen and progesterone being thrown into the mix every month. There will be months when you have a lot of estrogen because your ovary sputtered and you started the month with many follicles. Even if you only ovulate one egg or you know mature one egg, you start each month with many follicles. And when we're in our 20s and 30s, that's 5 to 10 per side per month. But when we get into perimenopause, there are some months where that might be three to four, and there's some months where that might be 10 to 15. And each of those follicles produce estrogen. So you can imagine that from month to month, you're going to have estrogen on a roller coaster. And when estrogen is on a roller coaster, we feel like we're being taken along for the ride. And because those follicles aren't quite as young and youthful as they used to be, the amount of progesterone that they produce for the two weeks of our cycle that happens after ovulation, which is the luteal phase, is also unpredictable and is generally in decline. So I really do think that perimenopause is a roller coaster of hormones, where month to month, you don't know what to expect from estrogen. And in general, progesterone just isn't meeting up to expectations and isn't pulling its weight anymore. So what that means is that you may not have a regular cycle, although you may not have missed one either, but it may be a little shorter. So it's now happening every 24 days instead of every 28 days. Maybe some months you actually are late and have that moment of, oh my God, am I pregnant more often than you would like. But you're also feeling like you can't quite put your finger on what's different because things are still happening regularly enough that you feel different, but you can't quite describe it. And this is the changes in the experience of perimenopause that often lead women to think, is this perimenopause or am I going crazy? Am I going crazy because I feel impatient and irritable and I'm not sleeping well? Or is that actually my hormones? Why do I feel hungry all the time? Why am I having all of these mood swings? Why am I bloated all the time? But I'm still having a regular period. So this can't be perimenopause, right? These changes in experience are really the defining experience of early perimenopause. As women get into later stages of perimenopause, they start to experience some of the more typical missed periods, and maybe start to experience things like the really heavy periods and flooding, or they're experiencing things like hot flashes and night sweats that are very clearly perimenopausal. And these women are far more likely to get the right treatment than women who are in the earlier stages which is something that one of my guests later this season talks about. So as we go through perimenopause and keeping in mind that it can last for 10 years, we then get to what we thought was the finish line, which is menopause. And that is the period of time that defines everything at 12 months after our last period. So once you've had that last period and a full year has gone by, you can now say that you're in menopause. And for most women, this is a more settled place to be. The soup is now made up of ingredients that are almost always in short supply, but regularly in short supply. So hormone levels are low, but they're stably low. And a lot of the symptoms that we have in perimenopause are related to the instability. And so we no longer have that roller coaster happening from cycle to cycle because we don't have a cycle. We may still be dealing with things like hot flashes uh, or maybe experiencing mood swings, but it's a little bit less unsettled. And most women find that one to three years after their last period, they've reached a new normal. Not all, but that's often the experience that women tell me. I'm not quite there yet. And after that last period, when you're in menopause, you then are in this post-menopause period, where you're less likely to be dealing with the symptoms of menopause, but you could still be dealing with the effects of being in this low estrogen environment. So conversations around bone health, brain health, heart health, skin health, vaginal health are all still really important and still need to be happening. So as you can see, there are some distinct ages and stages, and they do have landmarks. When your period starts and stops, when it becomes irregular, symptoms like heavy periods, flooding, sleep changes, mood changes, these are all signs and symptoms that can help you and your healthcare provider pinpoint the age and stage that you're in. No one can predict exactly when you're going to go into menopause, but based on what's happening with your cycles, if you still have a cycle, so you're not on a hormonal birth control pill, or you're not uh, using an IUD, or you still have a uterus, these are all kind of landmarks that we can start to look for as you're on this journey. So a lot of my guests this season will be talking about hormones, hormone therapy, symptoms related to hormone changes. I'll be sharing some of my insights and thoughts on nutrition for women in perimenopause and menopause and why we need to change the goalpost that we've been using when it comes to food and how we decide what, when, and how much to eat. But I also want you to know that all of these are normal and every single woman goes through menopause. No one is exempt. But one of my big hopes with this podcast is to have the conversations that we need to be having but aren't, which are about so much more than just hot flashes because hot flashes aren't any fun. And yes, they can be very disruptive to how we feel and what we do with our day. But we also need to be talking about why do I feel so uncomfortable in this body? Why does it feel unfamiliar? Why do I feel like I don't have any patience anymore? Or why can't I relax and and not feel so much anxiety? And is it normal to feel this way? So these are the conversations that I want us to feast on so that we can start to have bigger conversations about how do we change the experience of midlife so that it isn't something that we dread, fear, or feel like we're doing something wrong with. But if you're dying for more information about this hormone soup ages and stages, and what exactly might be going on with your symptoms and hormones, check the show notes. You can download my free menopause nutrition workbook, which has a perimenopause checklist. And there's also a link where you can sign up and get a free copy of my popular webinar, What to Expect When You're Not Expecting Perimenopause. And stay tuned for part two, where I will be talking about what some of the symptoms are that are often missed as being perimenopausal thanks for tuning in to this episode of the midlife feast if you liked it please consider subscribing and leaving a review to help other women find us and feast on midlife and don't forget to check the show notes for any information and important links you might have missed